going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 59 of the Bench 59. Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, it's just us two, just Pops and I on the podcast. So, Pops, and, Pops and I. Pops and I. And uh, just us two. So just hanging out um, on the Pops podcast. Pops and I. Pops and I. Yep. They should not have been playing with that. Daisy BB gun. Yeah, pop an eye out. <laughs> or like you had a Zacto knife incident this week. It, oh no! Don't go there. No, we won't talk about that. Hey, the, well, caps, you know the caps are up three one now. We will talk now. about that later. They're up three one. That's great. Yeah, who scored? I did. I had my first accident this week, dude. I know. I I, I shouldn't jinx it, but with the Exacto knife, I, you know. Since I've been really heavily been building these kits over the last, I don't know, three or so years, um, I have, and you know, we're on the workbench just about every night or every other night, and that's the first time I sliced my finger with the exacto knife, Dang. and I just caught the corner edge of it, and uh, it bled for a little bit, and it's already healed up, and wow. that's just been two nights. So you should have had your work gloves on. I sh- I, I should have been more careful. Um, I was trying to rush around. Say, this is what happens when you rush. I will say well, the um, uh, it's three two, caps. No. Uh, anyways, okay. I will well, say I my matter. my biggest worry um, when I'm working with a Zacto knife is when I'm popping the uh, boards up on a, on a yeah. on a wall, and you're kind of yeah. you are pushing it towards your hand. Just the way it, the way I have to, I don't know, the way I do it, it I end up right. pushing a blade towards my hand because you got to hold it back a little too. So right, it's, right. it's tough. So yeah, that's why I like using that number eighteen blade, where uh, it's flat straight across, yeah. and then I, I hold it from the side to keep it from moving, to keep the whole, you know, the board from right. the clapboard moving. But um, I try and avoid that with my hands. I, now this one I rushed, and this is what happens if when we don't take our time. Um, for example, I, you know, on Monday night, um, I wasn't planning on doing the uh the live feed and then when you contacted me to do, see if i do the live feed i'm like wow i don't have anything prepared i don't have anything to teach i said what the hell can i do and i'm, I'm and then I'm, i knew i had to do these sidewalks for this building of mine so i'm like okay well I'll get on the sidewalks and we'll talk about that in a little while but i needed to prepare uh prepare them right because um, I, I needed to cut a back sidewalk for the whole back part of the building because I built that jut out. Right. And I didn't have that prepared. I only had the front side. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to cut the the back side. Now, I've been holding off on buying or or uh, building that part because I had ordered the task board. But because of the uh, polar vortex and the stuff was coming out of Illinois – I knew uh, well. My my shipment was almost a week late when it was supposed to be delivered in two days, and uh, it had not arrived on Monday. And I was like, "Oh God, what am I going to cut this sidewalk with?" Because I'm going to, so I'm rushing around. In other words, and I'm cutting a mat board instead, which is fine. It worked great. It worked great, but um, I was hurrying because I had like an hour before we went live, and I'm slicing along, and it jumped up over that metal roll and. Uh, just nick my finger, you know, had that, that awful feeling, and uh, you knew it wasn't bad. Yeah, the and but the problem felt like the problem felt like your finger was gonna fall off, but the problem, it wasn't bad. The problem with a Zacto knife is it doesn't hurt right away. Yeah, and but you know, it's so clean. no, but 
it doesn't hurt right away, but you know you you know you did a good one. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't hurt, but before you even look at it, you're like, oh, this is I got it. I got it yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> but and it well, wasn't hey, as bad as I thought it was. So that's anyhow, a, uh, that's don't a, hurry. It's in other words, a, the, that's a nice it, long, a long story to tell. In other words, just all to my say, stories are long. All my it's stories. It's a nice are roundabout long. way of saying, don't hurry with a Zacto knife. <laughs> yes, so, I don't have short stories. All right, well, that out of the way, <laughs> let's get into our patron of the week. We have our new patron, Scott Perry. Um, He's been hanging around our regular page for quite some time, and uh, he finally jumped aboard. And uh, he's got some great ideas. I'm glad he's on board. I am, and I'm excited to, to see what Scott uh, brings to our overtime group because he's been posted in there now. So, uh, welcome, yeah, Scott. Yeah, he's a good and he's got some great ideas. Yeah, he's got some questions for this week, I think, too. So we're oh, gonna that's awesome. we're gonna jump into that. But before we do. Uh, shameless plug if you guys want to become patrons as well like scott and a bunch of our other patrons you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and join in the fun uh so we have some questions we're going to crank out real quick and then after the questions after this segment we are going to talk about um something that one of our use instagram users act I'm sorry instagram followers actually suggested that we talk about so um brock if you're listening i know you're listening to the show we're going to hit up your topic that you've been asking for and then we're going to talk about um another like another fetish that my dad has um but mm. i'm guilty too i'm guilty of it too because uh not quite as bad but i'm i have a miniature version of it and uh and then we're going to wrap up the whole episode with sidewalks so let's jump into our questions from our patrons this week so um the first one we have here oh hang on wasn't ready bad bad showmanship here um so the first one is from lynn he's at he said first of all great job on the sidewalks from the live show if you guys didn't get a chance to check that out you should head on over to our facebook page and check out the uh video that my dad did do on monday when he before after he cut his finger uh about sidewalks because uh i know you weren't too happy with the video but it turned out awesome and i know a lot of people loved it so yeah, and there's a lot of talk actually i was disappointed with it but there's a lot of talk gotta, there's a lot yeah. of talk about it on on online right now on our page so uh you created a little buzz about sidewalks so anyways back to lynn he's asking if you've ever made uh wooden sidewalks i i i tried it and it didn't turn yes. out well for me we didn't we I try made it that with, boardwalk. We tried it with boards, and we tried it with. Um, it actually forget, turned out very you good. Saw it, you saw it one year. I mean, you saw it one place where that someone did it with, uh, like paint stirrers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we tried that for a moment, and it didn't work. It, it, well, right. And I've made some of my. I don't know what Lynn's trying to get at. Is he talking about wood sidewalks I, I, for Western towns? I think he is, like like laid okay. board by board. Because if it's board by board, board, uh, board style you know, sidewalk um, for a Western town or a Midwest town, I, I have not built that. I have built a um, – I had that boardwalk scene I made. I don't know why I made it into a boardwalk scene. It was the, oh, yeah, dollies, the dollies from Bar Mills. And I, I know that dollies is an actual... Are you going to bring that back, by the way? Yes, but not as dollies. That's what I thought. Okay. 
it, which is a shame because the sign's cool as hell. It but is. There's only one Dolly's, and it's in, it's in, it's it's you know in Maryland and and Delaware along the along that you know Delmar Peninsula above where right, the uh, right. The it just doesn't are. work with what we're doing. Yeah, and so the building's cool, and uh, the sign is super cool. Um, but I made a boardwalk scene at the time with it, and I actually went online and looked at different boardwalks. Um, cause I've been on boardwalks many times. I've been on that boardwalk many times. Um, and I've been to a lot of them, but they, they all are built in different ways. Right. Uh, how, how the boards go. And so I have done that. I've made a boardwalk. It was maybe, so kind maybe of a two and a half times, two and a half times the length of the Dolly's building. And, and it looked then, cool. Um, yeah, it was up on a platform. It was up high off the ground, like a like a boardwalk would be, but not too high, you know. Right. And then uh, had steps up to it, from like if you came off the beach, and it's similar to a to a um a wood sidewalk, I guess. Uh, I stained each piece and um, I, I cut them, and I did this boardwalk with diagonal planking. Okay, so one section went maybe maybe eight foot of diagonal planking one way. And then I reversed the diagonal on the next lineup of boards. Right. And then as when I got all done with it, and then you square off the ends of the boardwalk because obviously when it's going diagonal, your one end is st- at the end. It's going to be sticking out over mm-hmm. the, the area where you're going to cut it. And and I did that for four across, four eight foot sections across. It was good too. And, and, and it was neat. And I put up a, a little railing and everything else along it. But as far as a, a, a wood sidewalk is, I've not done it. I've but not it, tried it, that, yeah. But I imagine it would be similar. It would be very similar. Yeah, probably just not on not on and, pilings. And not onto that scale. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so, cool. Lynn has another question, number two. And this one's actually, I, I like this one. This might be my favorite question from Lynn ever. <laughs> And he's had some good ones, but uh, he's saying that uh, he's been seeing this. Everyone using this Casey paper, the Casey's Workshop uh, corrugated <laughs> roof paper. I know it's the buzz. It, comes with it, it seems like it too, seems like so. it's, it seems like it's all the buzz recently. Uh-huh. Um, I picked it up a year or two ago, and I am obsessed with it. Uh, but he's right. asking, how about using metal sheets? Pros and cons, like real metal. Oh, I got lots of pros and pro- cons for that. I've and- used real metal on I forget which kits. I had two kits that had a real metal roof. Um, it was almost like a little piece of foil, and I had more problems with that. Uh, I had problems finding the right glue to make it stick. I had mm-hmm. problems once. It, you have to be careful not to crease it at all. Yeah. Um, and I had some issues with trying to weather it the right way. I had. I. It just wasn't my, my thing. It's, now I will say. It's metal. I will. It, 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 I will. Ahead. I was. I will say that, I did have luck using a, metal duct tape though. Mm-hmm. That looked awesome. So I yeah, I, I used a metal. That. I went to Lowe's and I got um, I forget who makes the stuff. It's uh, it's just it's in the HVAC section. It's uh, when I right. say duct tape, it's not the gray silver duct tape you're used to using. No, it's the bright silver. It's not yeah, not the kind you're gonna use to hold your radiator together in your car. This is the kind right. that you're using to actually patch duct work in your house, metal duct work. Yeah. yeah. So um, and it was like eight bucks for a little roll, and uh, 
I think that actually, when you cut that in the little slivers, looks like a really cool roof. But yeah, it was, that was neat. But the foil stuff, I've had issues with glue. I've had issues with it creasing because it's real metal. I've had issues with it accepting pigments or weathering stuff because it's real metal. Right. Um, so I'm not. And what happens fan. is that metal, that real metal, it it. it it doesn't accept the paint real well. So when if you if you bump it by it accident off. with any type type of tool, and then what happens? Then it you got a shiny chips. shot. Yeah. Now I will yeah, say you, got this little shiny you did spot. use you did use some real metal corrugated sections on the Chuck's meats that you did. Yes, yes. And that on looks the cool area. because you can bend the the one thing that is a cool thing with metal roofs, and you have a harder time yeah. with the paper is you you can bend those metal pieces and actually make it. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. It can actually hold that that bend in the metal perfectly. Yeah. Where yeah. a paper product will. Kind I of... had to really work with that roof of Brett. I mean, because of like you know, like I was oh, saying, I, it's shipping. I don't know how many layers of paint I had to put on that roof. It turned out awesome. Right. However, it was a nightmare for me, and um, I don't like the metal. I'm not. I'm, not a, on the I'm not a huge fan of it either. So. Yeah. Now, I don't think that kit came with that metal roofing, by the way. Yeah, Chuck's I'm not meat. sure. Well, it wasn't Chuck's Meats. It was Tony's Meats. Well, yeah, but you renamed it. And I renamed it. But but I don't, it did not come with that type of metal roofing. I had the Campbell's metal roofing. Uh, it comes two to a pack. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and put a metal roof on here. And it, it did turn out awesome. I won't say that. It won't. But you're right. It's tough to find the right adhesive for it. And to do that, I had to use uh, rubber cement uh, was my best adhesive for that. Right. Rubber cement or um, the Walder's goo. Either one of them will work just fine. I think I used both even. Yeah. So, but yeah, metal roof. Uh, I, I, I do like the paper corrugated stuff. I even like the... I even like the stuff that you get that's a little more brittle of the paper and it I, breaks apart. Yeah. So I do more than I do the I metal hate that roof. stuff. Uh, so I actually yeah. like the KC stuff the best because it's more, I like the KC stuff the best. It's too. easier to work yep. with. It doesn't break. It's oh, not brittle. It's my favorite. So oh, it's perfect. It's I'm perfect. not a huge fan of metal, though, but that's, that's just our two cents. So next right. question. Moving on. All right. Last one from Lynn, and we got a couple more. So... He says, "Have you ever tried to find something you know you have, um, but you?" I hear not... voices in the back. Yeah, there. Are... Kristen just came home from conferences, so. Um, uh. She says, "Have you?" Oh, Lynn says, "Have you ever tried to find something you know you have, but you clean the whole room looking for that one item, so you go out and buy another one, only to find it right after you buy it?" I do that with everything in life, not just with, with modeling. Everything I do it seems like I lose it and I replace it. And then I, I can find it like a week later. Like that week, I lost my wallet, and I replaced all the cards in my wallet. And, and then like <laughs> two weeks after I got all my cards back and got a whole new wallet established, we found the wallet in the kids' bin. Yeah. So. Well. But I do that with That's everything. funny you mentioned that. But uh, when I am up here making models, uh, I tend to lose windows. Um, oh, they find somehow them like they, six months later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at windows, uh, pieces of uh, strip wood that I have painted. And it's usually or, just or one stained. window. Yeah, yeah. And it's that one window, and then you got, then you got. It's the one. That, it's the one window that didn't come with an extra. Right, right. Any type of 
piece of equipment or something that is fine detail stuff um, that has little parts to it. It had to be assembled. Inevitably, I'll lose one. I've even had to makeshift stuff that you know was one of a one off, one of a kind type pieces that were that actually came with a kit or came with a model. Yeah, uh, a, a small machine or something, whether it be a lever or something like that, where I lost it. And then you had to figure out a way to, you know, improvise and make a new one. Mm -hmm. And then after you did it, and the model's complete. Oh, yeah, that's when you find it. it just... And I'm down on the floor looking for, it always happens I'm looking for something else that I dropped. And then <laughs> I go down and I find the other thing. And I, so, yeah. And the other week, uh, I rearranged this room and I put a new shelf in uh, to store some stuff. And I moved you found other a whole stuff bunch of out of way. Listen. Oh my God! Like three windows. Uh, I don't know how many pieces of stained stripwood. Um, of course, all, all you kinds did. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when you always. Look. I mean, we're gonna rearrange downstairs sometime, and I'll find. I'll probably find a whole model I've lost or something. Who knows? I think Lynn. Lynn, I think your question is every model railroader. Every goes through that. I think every guy whether goes through that. Yeah. Whether you're a structure builder or you work with. Uh, rolling stock and engines and you know you're, you're soldering stuff mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure people lose stuff all the time oh yeah yep all right yep next question from charles he says uh priming cast parts and getting acrylic to cover them without using lots of coats so this is right up our alley i just hit it and you're probably the same way i'll i'll start with my way I hit it with a real quick light coat of like a white or a black spray paint, depending on what the casting part is and depending on how I want to paint it. Um, usually black. I usually go with black uh, because it fills in the cracks and crevices for when I go back over it later with my acrylic and I dry brush. I don't use... Whoa, say that all over again. It, it, I lost that whole thing. All right, well, we didn't lose it on a recording, yeah, that, so I'll just restart. So I yeah. use black as a primer flat right. black spray paint as a primer real light coat and then i hit it later with um acrylic uh and i dry brush it on so i don't use a lot of coats for okay. my cast parts right i just use i, I do the same i use exactly a, i use same. acrylics but i dry brush it on and the only reason i use black spray paint is because the cracks in the cast parts and crevices like the details that are deeper show up better with a little bit of black in the back so Right. So that's how I do it. I don't know if yours is any different. Thing. But I dry brush. No, I, I put the black on and I dry brush. And, and, and then and uh, this isn't really this isn't really getting um, parts to st uh, paint the stick or priming it. But after it's over, Charles, I like to take a pair of tweezers and I'll grab the like say it's a barrel like you're doing a wood barrel and it's got a lot of lines on it. I like to um, take my needle nose pliers and dip the dry once it's dry dip it in my ink ink wash yep and that black ink will actually fill in the uh the details a lot better i think it makes it look cooler yep so yeah that's I do the same thing, thing i've done also with uh with uh with uh big oil tanks and stuff like that or or gas tanks and everything uh, not gas yeah. pumps but tanks i'll paint them the color i want and dip them up two or three times in a in a ink wash and it really really weathers them well makes them look old yeah. so yeah i do the same thing if you do that use 91 percent alcohol because it, it yeah it works better it dries quicker too yeah 
definitely. So, uh, Jake Johnson would like to hear some ideas of other objects or items that you build or make for details for layouts and structures, not castings. So he knows a guy that cut up well, old sprues and painted them to look like old rusty uh, can pile with weeds. He's not looking for cheap details, just gif- different varieties and being creative. Um, so Jake, recently I was using um, what did I use on that last? Oh, that wasn't recent, really. It felt recently. I used some stuff from the craft store from the jewelry section. I got some chain, and I yeah. I've used jewelry chains like to make a pile of chain. Sure. Um, I've done that. I, I'm sure you've done a bunch too. Uh, chain tw- twine, uh, like tw- the hemp. Yeah, the very thin, fine hemp. And uh, it's a, a hemp, a hemp, whatever lines. Yeah, uh, and you know, hemp uh, rope. Yeah, but it's um, you can get that in the craft store, and uh, you that can get stuff's the, great. You can. For ropes. Uh, Jason had brought that up where you can actually get those uh, cra- uh, the scrapbook lettering and make signs with it and stuff make pop yes. make it make uh, would la- make it look like laser cut letters so that's yeah. a that's an option on uh, your titchy windows and doors yeah you can cut you can cut the plastic sprues oh I use those and, for and file trim. them down I use them for downspouts and rain spouts. Yeah, that and... And the, you can bend them with the end of the pliers. Well, and the... Uh, end of a pair of flat nose pliers, and you can just bend them out a little bit and uh, make them curved. They're, yeah, and nice, if they're yeah. flat if they're flat on one side, not round the whole way around, you can actually... I've used them for uh, the... Not the downspout, but the gutters across the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a yeah. couple people... I've seen... I forget who suggested that, but I have I did it on a row home that I did. Um, yeah. That... You can also save the scraps from laser cut windows and doors, and especially if it's the kind with the adhesive backing, mm-hmm. that stuff's gold to save the trimmings from those because you can use those for trim pieces on scratch built uh, structures. Oh, yeah. You can cut them down to size and use it for that. The other thing, oh, yeah. and I forget who suggested this, but we've talked about it on the show also, is uh, you can use the beads. They look like vents for a roof. There's metal mm-hmm. beads that look like a roof vent, and you can put a pinhead down through them and stick them into the top of your roof, and they look like those hurricane vents on top of a... Yeah, I had those. I, yeah. I had them. That was Ken... Was it... I think it was Ken Anderson, or was it... It was Ken Anderson. You think that... I, I can't... I remember someone on the show suggesting it. It was probably Ken. It was it was a ways was ago. Ken or Dave Anderson. Dave... It was either Dave or Ken. Yeah. Uh, I'm but, pretty sure it was Ken. So that's another good one. I mean, there's a million things, and we'll throw this out to our uh, our overtime group, and we'll throw it out to our Facebook page and Instagram, wherever you are. Uh, if you telephone poles, I uh, made oh, telephone yeah. poles out of Dow, uh, out of uh, not Dow rides, out of um, the skewers. You can buy them up at any, at, you know, buy them at your uh, grocery store. It costs you like a buck and a half of, for a whole pack of skewers. You can do a whole. You know, a whole lot of telephone poles. Right. And you cut them down the size you need. Um, and then I take matchsticks, wood matchsticks, and cut the heads off of them and uh, stain them the same color you would stain the uh, pole. And, uh, so, you know, something dark. And, and, and you can use some tar, uh, make some tar uh, to put at the base of the pole uh, by using some very thinned out white glue mixed in with some black uh lamp black paint 
and then just kind of dry what? brush it. I know it's glue, but you can you can lightly lamp raise black. Uh, yeah, lamp black or black. I've never it's heard black. of that. But whatever. It's just black. And then right. what it does is it, it gives it a little bit of a sheen, but not shiny because it has the glue in it. Yeah. And uh, it mixed with the paint. And then you just kind of lightly drag it down on the lower base of the pole to show that, you know, that tar stickiness. You yeah. want enough. You don't want to do it too heavy because you want some of that wood to show through, uh, the, you know, the natural wood color from the stain. But then also um, um, on the tops of the of the matchsticks, uh, you can go and buy beads uh, they're made on the Michaels. I'll tell you exactly what they are and the size. They are great for insulators on the top. They are about pearl colored. I got, I got white pearl colored and then I have a green color. That's like a light. It's a almost pearlized light green. And it looks just like an insulator. The company that makes it, I got them at Michaels. They are made by, well, it just says check glass beads, and they're very, very tiny. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take some photos of them. I'll send them to Brett, and we can put them up online in a place. But once you get them on, wow, they're, they look real. Right. I mean, they look like real insulators on a telephone pole. Hey, just an idea, you know? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. All right. Uh, last one before we move on, and this is a long one here, but uh, – Got a lot more questions. So, Dan Pugach was asking, then oh, I might not have an answer. We might not have an answer for this one, Dan. Uh, he's wanting to know if anyone does any kit bashing of figures. Um, uh, he, he imagines it's hard in HO scale and easier in O. And he's saying about when he played Warhammer, he used to use rare earth magnets or pins, cut paper clips to attach heads or limbs from other figures and adjust the position of their limbs. I don't know if i have ever seen anyone do that i've seen it done yep it must be rare i didn't realize that they were modified figures so uh um a lot of more cool cool well that wraps up our patron questions of the week uh you want to become a patron and get your questions or topics in you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash hoscl customs so we're going to jump into our topic our main topic of the week from our Instagram follower Brock. He was talking about roads and he wanted, he was, I guess he was checking out our, either our video we did on Facebook or the pictures we threw up of the roads that I did and that you did um, on your diorama and how I made a match onto the layout. So right. if you didn't catch that live video, we do have it saved on our Facebook page. You can head on over there and check that out as well to see what we're talking about uh, either now and you hit pause, you can hit pause right now and then head on over and watch that video or just watch the video after we're done. Um, I'll throw the link into that as well on our show description. But okay. um, so let's talk a little bit about roads and how we do them. Um, okay, sure. I know I, w I have a video I also made and uh, it'll probably be, be up uh, Friday night-ish. Friday night, Saturday yeah. morning on YouTube. So I'm going to explain this and break it down little by little. I know recently there were some other videos done where people did roads with other materials and we just do it straight on the foam. It's not new. I know there's been other modelers that did it on YouTube, but I'm going to just show you how we did it and put our flavor on it. So right. um, let's start talking about that. So I'll let you lead that well, off. Well, first of all, 
a lot of the techniques that we use and stuff now um, for our roads, uh, we're not going to take credit and solely for ourselves on no. it. Doug, Doug Viscali was on as a guest, and he gave us – it was one of the topics we talked about. And uh, he gave us a lot of great ideas, and uh, all of which we employed – into these roads now that we're doing um and you know it was through his some of his ideas uh, i will also say i took some ideas uh also from jason jensen um as well on right. some of his some of his uh road painting that totally. he's done well we wouldn't and, uh, i mean we wouldn't so, take yeah. credit for it but uh, no right uh we'll just share how we yeah threw our how own, we, how our we own did spin it. on it so right um yeah uh i did mine on that one diorama since also since you asked me to start um that, that was the goobers gas station and you can see those photos for that online on our facebook and on our website um but goobers has um i put a, a small section of road out front i painted it directly onto the uh, uh one inch uh um foam board uh, which would be the extruded foam that you get, the ex extruded insulation foam. And because it's so perfectly smooth and flat on top of that foam, um, it, le it lends to where we can, you know, really get creative with it because it's flat to begin with. Okay. You can, I, Doug said something along the lines of um, building a, a middle, I guess, a middle grade down the middle of the road, kind of make it rise in the middle, and we're, you know, and that's if you're going to use plaster and and uh, you know, uh, you know, I guess not hot plaster, but um, uh, joint compound. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we didn't on this because it's already perfectly flat and it was so easy and so smooth, and you can carve into it. Uh, very easily show cracks and lines and everything else right onto the foam with an exacto knife. You can you can give it exactly, you know, the markings you want directly into the foam, and right. then you paint over it. It, it. it for me it turned out real well. And I did. I started with a gray because everybody thinks, oh, road is gray. Well, it's kind of gray. We're going with a cement or a concrete type road. And most of the ones I've seen are almost like a grayish white or brown, you know, like a light brownish concrete color uh, with gray mixed. So I kind of mixed until I got that that tone. And you had to pl I had to play around with it. I'm sure Brett did as well. And uh, when he extended well, Mine was a little different because I had to match exactly what you put down. So Right, right. A little different. So, all right. So I found the color that I felt comfortable with um, to make it as natural as possible. Um, then once I did that, I took a an off white color. I think it was like I'm not sure antique white or something like that. It was an, it was an off white, and um, no, it wasn't even off white. It was dove gray. Uh huh. And it's 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 almost like a whitish gray. And uh, it's by Dove Gray, I believe, is made by Folk Art. And um, I took that any light gray to to the point where it's almost a whitish gray. Uh, all the all the paint manufacturers have those. So um, uh, uh, just a regular acrylic. I sponged it on um, with just tiny, tiny little light tapping of the sponge mm -hmm. so it's just it's like speckling it 
you know? And I speckled across the top of it very, very lightly. Uh, and then I started weathering with my chalks, um, uh, blacks and dirt, uh, like a dirt color, or you right. can use a net, or you can use real dirt. Um, and, but I, I do blacks and very light browns. And, um, in fact, I wouldn't even, if you have grays, like very, very dark grays, sometimes they're better to weather with than, than the blacks. But, you know, I put the lines for the tire marks and stuff down there, or, you know, the center line with the, with more oil and stuff like drip and, um, just kind of, just kind of weathered it out to where I wanted it. Um, and I don't go too heavy with the chalk, go extremely light. And then when you're done and you've been going an extremely light, take a very, very soft bristle brush, almost like a makeup brush, one of the fatter, puffy makeup brushes, and you dust it off. Like, dust it off. Don't put a lot of pressure on, but just dust it off. Get that extra chalk. Get it, get it the hell off the road, you know? And, um, and that helps tone it down as well. That soft, soft brush will tone it down and take some of the chalks off. I did this on my sidewalks the other night as well. Um, but um, that's how I that's how I did that. And then, of course, I use a cadmium. Is it cadmium? Yellow? I don't know. How do you pronounce that? I just used that. Uh, I just used canary, like whatever it was. Yeah, a bright canary yellow. yellow. Yeah. Um, cadmium, I think it was called yellow. Why would and you – so – the, because let me, it let matches me, let me, the no well, hang on you're not letting me finish let me it, would did you weather it before you put the yellow stripes down no because you jump you down. just jump so yeah, you gotta put a, you gotta put the stripe if you're gonna put a, yeah, put, if, if you're gonna put paint yeah. on the road you gotta put the paint lines down before you weather right right and you gotta be careful with that because i use masking tape well i use that blue painters tape but you don't want to overpress down no, on that. You, just you make a very it, thin line. You, you barely have to, just enough to let it stick by just barely touching it to the. Right. Yeah. Because what happens? Well, it peels your paint off. Yeah, it peels your road paint off. Then you got to go back through and dab your road paint back on. Yeah. So, but, um, the other thing you could do, and I tried this again last night, is I actually cut a piece of cardstock. Well, not last night. Whatever. Last time I was down there working on it. You can cut a piece of cardstock to um, – you can cut the, the lines into the cardstock and just place it on top of the road where you need it. That shoots in like I, a template. So, so I got a piece of cardstock that's the exact width of the road that I'm working on, and I cut the lines in where the line would go, and it's just like a stencil. And I could just move that's it. A really, that's I, a good idea. I can just move it down as I go, and I'll show everyone in that video I'm going to upload. Uh, you hey, can just, did you – Okay. You can just move it down as you go, and then uh, it doesn't. You don't have to worry about peeling any paint up. Why wow, did you keep that thing? Yeah, it's a stencil. Because we're gonna use that all over our land. Yeah, that, and that way I have, a, and that way I have a uniform line, line. Right. Right too. So. That's that's true. There's another well. idea you could use. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go into what I did. Um, mine was a little easier. Because uh, my dad had already made up the color of the road, so all I had to do was get a piece of scrap foam and mix paint until I matched it exactly, or as close as I could to what. Hey, capture this one because that's off scored in overtime, and he did Wait. the bird, Sally. Anyways, about time. So oh, man. that's the he second the goal bird. of the night. He did the bird. That's the second goal of the night. Uh, okay. Anyways, all right. He did the bird, Sally, too, man. Yeah. 
So, all right, cool. That's good news. Um, back on track. <laughs> uh, I just mixed paints until I matched it up with what you had, and then I painted it down on the road. And I did use painter's tape for the road. Uh, the actual, be, be, like when there was no other paint on the foam, just right. so I had a straight line for the edge of the road. Um, and that was easy for me. And I used like gray and all I used was like a lighter gray and, uh, what you would think of as concrete. And then I added a little bit of khaki paint until I matched what you had. Right. So mine was just gray and khaki. Uh, and then I went back over it with, uh, like a white, like you did. And I just used a sponge, add a little bit of white dot, like white sponging to the top of it. So, right. yeah, so that's what I did. And I weathered it the I think same I might way have been khaki that I used too. It's now, the one thing I suede, one or the other. The one thing I did do different was I got some odd shaped like tool handles, like small, small tool handles, and I punched a couple pothole shapes into my road. Oh yeah, yeah. And I weather them darker so it looks like there's a pothole in the road. You can't go too deep, obviously. Yeah. You don't want it to look yeah. like a sinkhole. Uh, <laughs> and you don't want to go too big because it doesn't look realistic, but like things that were like pencil size or like the small, small screwdriver ends like that, you can just make little potholes and stuff in your road if you want a, a, a more beaten road like we have in our state. Right. <laughs> so put a little, put a, put a little bit of stone in there or broken concrete. Yeah. Uh, in, in little like dry bro broken concrete. And I'll tell you guys all how to do that later. Uh, but it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's pretty well, simple. You might as well tell them now. Cause, uh, we're gonna okay. switch soon. Well, okay. Well, that's good. So what you do is you you can use um, joint compound. Just gotta get some out, uh, spread it out flat on like a piece of cardboard or a card stock, like a back of a cereal box or something like that, and just spread some around on that and just let it dry. Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to be super flat or anything like that. And let it dry. Um, and then once it dries. Just take that cardboard and kind of flex it and bend it and get it to crack in places. Mm -hmm. And it'll start chipping off and falling off. And, and then you got all these little pieces and broken crumble pieces of uh, – you can chop some up with a knife with your X-Acto blade because it's hard now. You know, you just chop it all up. And then mix it into um, some paint uh, and just kind of, you know, paint it. Paint your crumbs and um, just kind of get them all – colored uh or you can put the coloring you can put the paint into the drywall mix is another way yeah you can put some, you can put the color paint that you want for the concrete uh into the drywall mix and let it dry that way and it's already colored and then chop it all up get some dust in that and you know and, and some um uh you can make concrete dust out of that you can make concrete pieces and you know it, it can you can fill some of the the holes in with that and make it look like the concrete's breaking up and around especially around the edge of there at the edges of the hole right. and um you can do that on the side of the road you know where concrete breaks apart a little bit at the side not a lot just like you know a couple couple little chunks here and there mm -hmm. and um yeah it, it'll add a lot of realism to it and then dust it real good with like a dark gray uh chalk um, you know, not overly done, but, you know, just give it a little bit of a, um, give the color pieces, the, uh, colored broken pieces, a little bit of, uh, definition. Yeah. Right. Um, so where they stand, so they're noticeable. Otherwise it just looks like, you know, just like junky 
crumbled stuff at the side. So, he, um, but yeah, yeah. So that's what I would do. But yep. Cool. Um, Woo! Wanna, what was that? I don't know. It was just me getting things lined up here. We're, sounds like we're in a morgue here. That's yeah. Well, I was just on. letting you ramble. Oh, okay. I'm letting you do what you do best. You can keep on rambling. Uh, we'll I'm move on to si- we'll move on to sidewalks. Thirsty. It's hot in here, man. I can't believe we went from minus four. I heard you. Oh, okay. We're going to move the sidewalks. Minus four, and I'm sitting in this room right now, roasting it. Now, today, it's at 56. So, you know, in a week. It's insane. Anyhow. I like it. Oh, I love it. I, I forget winter. So, anyhow, um, sidewalks. Well... Uh, on the show, uh, the live feed we did on Monday, I did cover sidewalks. And, and I, I can only go so far, people. I know a lot of you are watching. And, and for those of you who haven't, you can go back and watch it. I, I didn't have time, a lot of time to prepare, but I, so I, I felt well, it like... It turned out great. Uh, yeah, and, but I felt like it wasn't, you know, because when you're doing this, you just sometimes feel like you're not doing a good enough job. And, and uh, but, um, so... What I did was I managed to paint. I showed them where I carved the lines into the mat board and uh, the, the other lines on the front half of the apartment complex on the sidewalk came with the kit. And it was laser cut uh, sidewalk by Casey's workshop. And I tried to match up the back sidewalks on the same line path. Uh, and it's easy. It's just a matter of sliding the... Um, you know, using your exacto knife with a straight edge and drawing your lines and being very careful about it. In fact, I first drew it out with pencil and then I did it. And then after I got the lines carved in, you don't want to go too deep with it, just enough to score it. And then I went back over and erased the pencil lines with a, a big, heavy blue eraser I have to keep here for such occasions because I don't want to see pencil marks anywhere. And uh, then um, I, for the show, I actually painted it. And you only got to see me really paint it. Uh, I did two other things, but you got to see me, you know, paint the sidewalks. Right. Okay. Which, which woohoo, right? So, and I'm thinking, wow, this is, yeah. yeah, what a blast watching somebody paint sidewalks. People actually liked it, though. So don't. Well, yeah. Um, and then what I did, what else I did was I, I showed how to gank up your sidewalks a little bit. Okay. So when I say gank up, I mean mess up or screw the concrete up. Uh, so it's a little uneven, so you get that uneven slab, mm-hmm. and you can't do that everywhere. But one one on the one side, and you know maybe something else on the other side. And the other something else was an uneven concrete slab, uh, which was very easy. And we you know we did that on the on the show. I'm not going to go into explain how I did that here. Uh, just go you know yeah go to the video and you can see it. It's on our Facebook uh, page. Just find a live video and you'll see the. Uh, right okay and so um but then on the edges that are pushed up in that concrete slab that's uneven i darken the one edge with like a different like a darker color um same line same along the lines of concrete but a darker shade mm-hmm. and just kind of made it so it contrasts a little bit um and then i just that's as far as i could go and uh, and so people were wondering, well, why the hell did he cut a hole in the middle of the sidewalk by taking one of the concrete slabs out? Because uh, I filled it in with rubble, okay, like 
with that same rubble that I told you how to make it on the on the roads for potholes and along the side of the roads. Um, I made this, and I didn't have any joint compounds, so I used spackling, and I and I spread some spackling out and uh, and let it dry uh, and broke it all up into little chunks when it was completely dry, and um, and then I took a piece of paper and slid it. Uh, this is what you didn't see the other night, um, and I slid a piece of twenty you know twenty pound copy paper or whatever. I cut a small square enough to cover just from the underneath side uh to put so it made it look like a tray almost right um yeah slid it underneath the sidewalk and uh, without and covered over that hole from the bottom side so and then on the inside that once that paper dried and it was glued in there i painted it uh with like some some you know concrete color the concrete paint that i was using uh, which is top coat by uh, Woodland Scenics. Uh, it was my first time to work with that. And I, I, I really liked it, by the way. Um, and um, I filled the, uh, I, I, I filled that in with paint, just kind of painted in there just so it doesn't look white, like white copy paper, uh, in case any of it showed through. And then once that dried, I, I took my painted crumbled pieces and, kind of just kind of lower just drop them in into some you know put some glue in the bottom and not much just a little bit of glue and then just kind of filled it in with the dust and the chunks and everything else and it made it look like a busted up concrete slab right and uh and it looked awesome and then what i did when it was all when i put enough in where i just i just leveled it off with the top of the of the side with the regular sidewalk surrounding it and then I just took some, uh, you know, medium gray chalk dust and just kind of, you know, dabbed it in there. I just, I dabbed it in. I didn't paint it in. I didn't brush it in because I didn't want to get it on the rest of the sidewalk. I just wanted to highlight some of these little pieces right. with some edging, you know, uh, with the chalk dust. And it worked out pretty good. And it was, uh, everybody seemed to be very, uh, I got a lot of comments on it uh, today. Oh, look great! Actually. And uh, yeah, and it turned out neat. Now, well, the other thing I did with the sidewalks is uh, on the show. Um, I also took a exacto knife to the very edges of the curbs, and I kind of shaved the top edge off in a couple little places, like diagonally. You know, just kind of took the took the sharp edge off the curb mm-hmm. a little bit, rounded it a little bit, at places, not everywhere. Um, to show where you know you know where it kind of just chunked off you know it kind of rounded off it's been used it's worn right um and then i take it the other way where i actually chip away at it and put some like chip marks into it like where people um you know people hit the curb with a car door (laughs) who knows you know Mm -hmm. i mean whatever whatever for whatever reason anytime you walk along the sidewalk you're gonna find some curb that is it's chopped up you know or it's got a gap in it here there and um, so, uh, and that turned out real nice. But what the problem was when you painted it in the show, all you could see was just the paint on the. It looked like the rest of the sidewalk. When I was weathering this, what I did with with the weathering of it. This is the final step um, for the whole sidewalk. Before I, I weathered it without the structure on. Do not put your structure on your sidewalk and then weather. You know why? Why? 
because the chalk, when you're weathering, will get on your walls, get ah. on like a storefront and everything else. So you want to do this prior. You want to weather your sidewalk prior to putting your structure on. So because we don't want to get it onto our model itself because it, it, it won't look right. You know, it'll 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 take away from all the other weathering you have done already on this on the structure. So. You know, hold off on putting your your structure on a sidewalk piece until the very end. Okay, until you're done with the rest of the weathering on the building, and then weather the sidewalk, and then attach your building to it. So, so what I did to weather the sidewalk is same thing. I took a dark gray and a very fine flat brush, a, a narrow, narrow flat brush. It might be. Uh, there's my granddaughter. Um, it might be a quarter inch wide, uh, as wide as my brush is. It's a very thin brush. And, or you could use a fine round brush, a, a very fine round brush or a liner brush. And then you just want to use that brush and get a little bit of your chalk dust on and run it along your edges very, 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 very lightly along the, where the cracks are on your sidewalk. Okay. And then when you're done, I take this narrow brush and I run it along my sidewalk cracks uh, down. I go parallel with the crack and um, that, does, that sounds bad for whatever reason. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I run parallel with the crack and I just put a light line along the crack of this dust and I go very, very lightly. Um, just enough to shade it. Okay. And then I, I do cover every crack possible within like a, I usually do like two foot sections at a time. I'm sorry, not two foot, two inch sections at a time. Uh, just so I don't overdo one area, I can kind of control it that way. And I move along as I go. And then once I do that, then I take that wide puffy brush I talked about earlier. It's a makeup brush. Um, it, it is, you know, it's just a, it might be an inch, an inch around uh, diameter mm -hmm. on the brush head. Okay, it's very, very, very soft, and I just kind of whisk it away. I whisk that stuff away, and it leaves like this nice residue along. It, it, it shades it. It shades where the lines are, and it really defines them. Um, it, it was, it was, it turned out really, really well how that worked. And and then what it does also is the stuff that you whisk away kind of gives a, a blackish, not black, but a, a gray, dark gray texture over top of the, the concrete color. Right. And um, it, it, it gives it, it, it gives a sidewalk texture. Um, you don't want to overdo it. You still want your original color to show through. Um, and you just take your time and you do line by line as you go. And uh, that's kind of what I did. I'm going to demonstrate it uh, on a on a surprise live video uh, this weekend at some point. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's not going to be announced. You're just going to go on. I'm not going to tell what time or whatever okay. it is. I'm just going to pop it on. Okay. Because I, I it's my weekend and I don't want to be pinpointed pin pin down on. Right. It. No, I guess. Plus, plus, we're doing the the uh, the live build thing on Monday. Yeah, so, you're first, by the way. I am first. I'm excited about it. Woohoo! Yeah, let's actually. Let's dig into that real quick. So we're going to put yeah. an announcement. I know Jason put up. So, yeah, this weekend, before we go, this weekend, 
sidewalk video at some point live on Facebook. Yeah. It's going to be a one-shot deal. I'm going to be on for a little bit. I'm going to show you with this, uh, an extra piece of sidewalk that I have, and then that way you guys can see, because this one's done, and I want to see, I want to show you what I did to draw the colors out. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say um, well, I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, so Jason – put a awesome i'm gonna i'm sure he won't care i'm gonna share his uh photo that he or his drawing actually it's an illustration that he did of uh what he's gonna do with the 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 pops general store kit yeah so, oh my gosh so cool yeah i'm gonna share jason's photo i'm sure he won't care i'll message him beforehand but anyways jason put he an awesome drawing. illustration up of what he's gonna do with it um he'll be on wednesday night um, i wish i could oh. My, I can't draw for shit, so mine would not look anything like that. Um, not when you compare to Jason. I thought I was a decent, I like halfway decent draw, like like whatever drawer. Yeah. But then you see what Jason does, and you're like, "Geez, Louise, I, mine would look like a stick figure." Or, yeah. uh, anyways, long story short, Jason put an awesome illustration up. My dad will be live on Monday. I'm gonna go on Tuesday and Jason will go on Wednesday. That's, that's perfect. That's, that's, that's wonderful. That's, that's gonna this, be so fun. Right. That's this week. I will be doing um a like a a cigar shop with mine. So mine is gonna yep. be uh, a tobacco and cigar shop. Nice. Uh, Jason's is a bait and tackle, as you'll mine's see. Mine's a general store. And my dad's gonna do his to the kit. So he's gonna yep. his is gonna look like the kit. Mine's gonna be a tobacco and cigar shop. Jason's is gonna be a bait and tackle. So, uh, yeah. So that's what you can look forward to. Now, then week the second week, week two, Jason mm-hmm. since he's on Wednesday, Jason will go on Monday, and then I will go on Wednesday. You'll go on Tuesday. Right. And then so on and so forth. So the third week you'll be Wednesday. I'll be Monday. Jason will be Tuesday. So we're just gonna keep cycling through like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're gonna start on Monday night at what eight? Yeah, Monday night. Um, Monday night, eight o'clock. Exactly. Every every Monday, eight o'clock. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. It For might, us, something might come up, and we'll announce that if something happens, uh, and we right. to change the time. But count on us Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays around eight every week. Right. Right. So cool and um yeah so i'm excited about that I'm really really itching to get going with that and um you know um so that that's it's time it's i can't believe we're at that point i know it feels like it's been taking forever to get here and now that it's here i, I can't believe it's here and what's cool is there's a lot of people like there's a lot of buzz about this on uh a lot of the facebook groups and a lot of the other outside of our page there's a lot of buzz on about this kit i know we saw kenny over the weekend he said he sold a lot of kits. Yeah, uh, that's good. Right. So, I and I'm not really concerned about the sales. I'm more excited about the number of people. Yeah, but pro- good for him if he did. Oh, it's good that he did. sold a bunch of yeah. kits. But I'm just saying, sure. Um, I'm sure he likes that. But yeah. at the same time, when we were talking with him, he thinks it's awesome that there's that many people that that just went out and bought these kits to be able to do a live, like a live clinic with us three. So yeah, he's more excited about he's more excited about the clinic, and I think people getting their hands on doing this together as a 
as a clinic or a group project than he is than he is worried about selling as many. Um, right. But and either way, I think it's cool that there's a large number of people that have bought them. We should have a pretty good sized uh, viewership on these uh, live videos. So there's gonna be a lot of people chiming in, uh, asking questions and and building this together. So it should be a lot of fun. That is awesome. And you know what's neat about this kit is that everybody's going to be building it. It's good. Everyone's so it's going to be different. Yeah. And it's not going to – so this kit is not going to be sitting on people's shelves collecting dust. Yeah. It's like you got it. You're building it. And you're, Boom. what's going to be cool is there's going to be like 50 different versions of Pops General Store. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and exactly. I know I know like uh, Scott Perry um, posted a photo in our patrons-only group at the overtime at the bench group of uh mm-hmm. he went and got a bunch of the castings that you can see on the front of the pops general store like the coke sign yeah. and some of that yeah it's so a great idea he's actually gonna do the build like it is on the photo like the like the the model yeah. when you see online so that's cool sweet yeah. excited to see what they all do um right so that's we'll what's go going on with, with that's what's going yeah. on with the live build we're gonna jump into that next week big and mm-hmm. uh when we're going to wrap up this episode with one last fun thing. Yeah, let's do that. I want to talk fun? about... I love fun. I love fun things. Yeah, because they're usually about you. Oh, we're yeah. usually teasing you. It's going to be about me. Yeah. So... Oh, boy. I want to bring up... Uh, I think... Oh, by the way, Kenny set the directions. I did. The, I uh, got that. Yeah, he said you might not You might not want them, but... I opened them up. <laughs> I opened the, them up uh, for the live quick. build. Yeah. So okay. uh I read I'm reading them. So All right. But then I'm building the kit to spec too, so Yeah. Well, I'm not. Anyhow. But uh So, well anyways. Anyways. All right. So well, well, this last part is going to be Last fun. part. Like, okay. Um the Jeff put a thing up on our overtime at the bench page where he was talking about a sale on paint at Hobby Lobby this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Lynn yeah. got on. He went and bought a bunch of paints, and he had some questions about acrylic paints, and you chimed in uh, with a picture of paint yeah. that uh, Michaels, the whoever the purchaser for plaid paints is at Michaels would be jealous <laughs> uh, of your collection there. He, like you, if there was a, a paint shortage at the craft store, they'd have to, they'd call you to truck in extra paint. So I kind of, you, you have your paint palette problem and, uh, uh, and now we have your acrylic paint problem. Okay. I do so have an acrylic paint problem, but I think it's very common in this hobby. It's so, that we all have I will say it's, I will say it's easy to get out of control with acrylic paints because it's so cheap. You can, I mean, each week, if you only pick up two or three, it's only like two or three bucks minute max. Yeah. I mean, a dollar if, or so a piece. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I, I usually shop and I know not everybody has one of these stores around them, but I go to AC more a lot because it's very close to me. And it's also, I find that they run their acrylic paints on sale more than anybody does. And they run good sales. Uh, they'll run, they'll run their sales every couple of weeks. Um, they do a, the, the folk art every, every couple of weeks, it'll be, for a whole week, it'll be like um, 
folk art, Americana, ceram coat, whatever it is. Uh, I love that paint too. And uh, Apple Barrel, all right. four of those brands, and they'll run them at 99 cents. And okay, sometimes, or, eight, or 88 cents. Sometimes if you go there and the color is like discontinued, you can get those paints at AC right. Moore for like 20 cents or less. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, about 20 cents, but still. I've been 50, there when they're 70% off. Yeah, like 70, they're like a quarter to 50 cents. Right. You know? And, you know, but, um, and usually some of that you gotta you have to be careful. Don't be afraid to open the bottle in the store and unscrew the cap. Yeah, the plastic's only the plastic part oh. doesn't prevent you from screwing off the cap. It nope. just it prevents you from lifting the little squirty top part. You you don't have to do it on your stuff in the regular aisles. I mean, this isn't it, like the, the regular price stuff. It's not do like, it on the clearance stuff. Yeah, because you don't know if it's old. So, um, yeah, you don't want it's old and yeah, you don't want to pick it up and uh, and. Uh, and it, get dry yeah. get dry paint yeah it comes out like paste you know so um anyhow what i do is i, I you know i go to the, and i get these things when they run these sales and they're you know yeah 88 cents or 89 cents or 99 cents you know i can i can buy five or six of them in a pop it doesn't cost me a fortune it's lo- probably less than we spend per i don't buy lottery tickets but i know a lot of people that do and i instead of buying lottery tickets i buy paint you know so um, and I get the different shades. Now, here's the thing that I'm finding, though. I'm, I bought less and less, and the reason that is is because I have just about every shade they make. You're running out of and, colors. Right, right. And, um, and I, then I go to Michael's, and I buy – actually, no, I bought them at AC Moore as well. The racks that hold them, uh, they're spinnable racks. They're wire – you know that well. It's a wire rack, but it's not really wire. It's a steel rack, mm-hmm. and it and it has um, uh, you know, turn it turns, it spins, and it holds 112 bottles, and I have two of them jam packed full. Okay, so there's 224 bottles of them right now, and it's not, those are both full. But I organize them in there. You know, the blues in this section, the you know, and the yellows in this section. So that way, when I spin it, I know right where what color I want. I know right where it's at. People go, you know, well, how do you keep track of, you know, where where this color is or that color is? Well, you know, if you're in there enough and you're you're in as much as we are going in and out of your paints, you know where where each bottle is. Right. And uh, and if you have them organized by color, it makes it that much easier. Uh, so I took photos of both of them full racks and I put it up there on the uh, on that post that, that Jeff put up, and then also. I lie, I have some that I can't even fit in it, into that spinner. I need another, another rack. I just don't know where I'm going to put another rack. And um, I lined them across a bookshelf, and I had, like, I don't know how many more. And then afterwards, I found that I got, like, a drawer down here. <laughs> I have a, are these stackable drawers that are on casters. Uh, they're plastic and clear. It's like rainbow-colored drawers all the way down. Um, and one of those, I found a bunch more in there. They're, they're relatively new, and I just chucked them in there. I forgot all about them. Um, they also make other paints, though, too, um, the, those companies. They make stuff that can be like matte varnishes and you know gloss varnishes and things like that, um, paint additive things that you like. like Kind of like the paint additives you get with um, uh, the Liquitex, that kind right, of thing. Right. You can add your paints and to get different effects. 
Well, you can go through. There's a whole mess of them. I know Folk Art has some. I know Americana has them. Um, I, I, Apple Barrel does not. But but um, and and these are all. I don't buy gloss or satin. These are all just your standard acrylic flat paints. And um, but yeah, but they also make a chalk paint, and they make uh, there's there's all kinds of different shades and colors, and and I try and go with the things that. I buy lots of grays, browns, um, tans and browns and grays and, you know, like olive greens, that kind of thing. I have some bright colors. Uh, they get used less frequently. Um, but it's, you know, but now I'm finding, though, that I can mix these shades, uh, mix the different paints and get different shades. And, you know, if you experiment around with stuff, you can actually get some of the same colors. Right. By, by mixing some of your paints so but yeah I do I have an, uh, I have a lot of paint you know and and stains and that's not even counting I'd say I had 300 bottles of paint right but then uh, and that's not counting my AK stuff uh, my Vallejo or my um, uh, MIG I have some MIG paints so I don't have any of that stuff in that count but mm -hmm. but yeah I mean yeah I know it's pretty much just sickness, and I'm sorry, but no, I didn't good one, spend three hundred dollars to get three hundred paints. You know, I bought these things when they're on sale. That sale at, at, at Hobby Lobby, thirty percent off. They run that fairly frequently too, mm -hmm. and that draws it down to about about a buck a bottle. You know, so you can uh, you can you can get a good deal at, at Hobby Lobby as well. I found that Michaels rarely ever runs their craft paints on sale right ever you know i don't ever see it no you pay full price you get there so unless you have a coupon you get 50 percent off or whatever off, off one. one bottle yeah so but Ooh, uh you get 50 percent off one what a deal yeah 75 cents you have to just go in so, 10 times <laughs> so yeah so that's uh you know that's my that's my paint fetish i got a paint fetish and a paint palette Fetish. I like the paint one better because uh, it's useful. Wow, the palettes That's not are useful. Too. I use palettes. I got palettes laying all over. I they got three are. of them sitting here now. They are. I shouldn't have said that. They are yeah. useful, but uh, I think having as many as I have is not necessarily overly useful because uh, you know you can't use them all. Right. But yeah. Cool. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Hey, well, that's a big uh, stuff this week. Big stuff coming up next week. I'm excited about that. We're gonna get pumping with the with the Pops General Store. Yep. And uh, I'm excited not just for me building it, but my, I'm excited to see. I want to see our listeners out there that are watching it. Hey, post your pictures right on our HSGO Customs. Show us what you've done. You know, don't be shy. We're not judgmental. And if anybody yeah. is judgmental on there and starts ripping you, I'm gonna. We're well, gonna. They'll just we'll get, get banned. Them. Yeah, we're gonna give. Them, we're gonna kick their ass out. So you know, I'm gonna deal with that. Or so, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, just tag us in your photo. Yeah. So put put your picture up and uh, and uh, let let's see the progress. I want to see your. I want to see your work. You guys that are, what I want to do, actually, mm -hmm. before we start this, is I want. Yeah, if you have, if you're listening to this and you have a kit, I want you to um, tag either on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, all three. I want you to post a picture of the kit untouched, unopened yet, 
and I want to get kind of a roll call of all, who all has a kit um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tag us in a photo and, yeah. tag, and tag Jason Jensen's trains in the photo as well because um, he'll be right. on the videos. But tag us both, and uh, let's see who all has a kit that's going to be building it with us. So I'm excited yeah. to see who, can, share, see who share shows as up. Share as much as you can. The so. reason the reason this hobby works is because we do share. Mm -hmm. Because everybody chips in and helps each other and gives hints and pointers and and and, and if you know, if you don't if you're one of those people that doesn't like to share and you you know, your stuff's good and you don't want to be That's you know, giving away your secrets, no, nah, no, it's not. It's a douche move. That's a douche move. Well, I mean, if you don't want to share your photos, you don't have to share your photos. No, and I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm talking about. I'm not the problem with that. The sharing photos. I'm not. I, I'm, I understand oh, that some I people. I'm talking about people that don't want to help other people. Oh well. And don't want to, you know, give them a hint or a pointer. Yeah. Or somebody well, asks them a question on how how they did something. I have questions on how how people do stuff. And if you don't want to share it, you know, shame on you. You're not helping the hobby. Well, there's help the hobby. For every one person that doesn't want to, there's. 10 or 15 more that do so i'm not too worried about that guy no no i know that i'm not saying that i'm just oh. saying then what are you trying to do i'm just I'm calling out the jackasses you know oh. i mean there's no need for that all right so, well eh, that's like i said for every one of those guys there's a dozen or two more or two dozen more that are helpful so yeah they just exactly. they just fade away anyway so this is what makes the hobby great yep so totally yeah. oh one last thing oh yeah this last weekend Oh, yeah. You don't even know what the hell I'm going to say. I just said, oh, yeah. Go for <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> this weekend, uh, Brett and I went down to the great um, the great uh, train and uh, uh, railroad collectibles. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's called, the great train and railroad collectibles show in Timonium, Maryland. Yeah. Um, they had over 400 vendors. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I thought it was a good show. It had a little bit of everything for everybody. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was, there, there was a lot of stuff for, for your fine scale modeler there. Um, they had yeah, just all, there were a lot of kit manufacturers that I saw there. Uh, we saw Motrack and we saw, um, uh, Carolina Craftsman Kits and Kenny was there with Casey's Workshop and uh, you know uh, we had uh, Michael Illumina was there uh, some of these people that were guests of ours uh, Foggy Mountain Models uh, was there and Hunterline uh, of course Hunterline with uh, yeah with Rick Hunter we talked to him for a while and it was it, and Marine and she was busy again building away on the bridge. Building another bridge. Yeah, she, that, that woman's incredible. Her bridges are uh, spectacular. Yeah, they look awesome. Um, right. We got to meet. We got to meet a couple um, uh, new vendors. Well, new to us, and uh, in is it Medford um, uh, models that, that he does some great stuff as well. Um, so I think of who else we uh, we talked to. Oh, right, I got him right here, and. Um, it was neat. We spent, we took my granddaughter down, Brett's daughter, and um, is Medford trains and rail scale models. And he's got some kits he's putting out now. Uh, you might want to look into. Uh, he's got some really nice uh, kits out there. Uh, of course, uh, you know we we talked, of course, with Jeff uh, Grove and and had a lot of fun with him and. Um, yeah, and Bill uh, Sartori from Micro Lumina, and he has some great lighting stuff out there uh, for 
showed us. We got to see the arc welder in action. Yeah, that um, looks cool, by the way. We're going to put an arc welder in our welding shop, and it, it, it literally goes through the stages of the lights and, and a whole sequence thing. It's so cool. He got to go to his website and check out uh, the, the stuff he has there for for you know LED lighting uh, and lighting effects. I got a sign that you can put on uh, the outside of a building, like a marquee sign mm-hmm. for like a drugstore or whatever you want to do with it. Or you can make it a beer sign or whatever, and, or a bar sign. And uh, it's a whole kit. And it just, it's just, it has the directions. It shows you what to do. You, you know, it, it, his, his lighting stuff is incredible. So if you get a chance, uh, you go, go check out Micro Illumina, Google that and, and go to his website, check it out. Well, but anyways, we, um, yeah, it was, it, it was great. We had a good time. There was a lot of people there, 400 some vendors and uh, model train displays. They're going to do it again, I guess, in April. Um, you'll be able to find us in April at the Mini Con at Blue Ridge Summit in oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. We will be there. Um, we are going to do a broadcast. Oh, we're going to we're going to record a a um, uh, one of our podcasts there directly from the show, a special edition podcast from the show. It's a it's a tribute basically to small um, model railroad show, um, and uh, there'll be uh, you know some some people there building some clinics that type of thing it's a clinic day is what they call it it's called clinic day and um it, it's it's really neat there's a hobby shop up at the top of the hill uh in it's right below gettysburg i guess about 15 20 minutes south of gettys uh, southwest of gettysburg right along the pennsylvania maryland border and um it's a blue ridge summit is a town uh the it's called clinic days and i think it's um well, it's it's um, uh, there's a hobby shop up at the top of the hill, Mainline Hobbies. Uh, it's a full service hobby shop. It is my favorite hobby shop to go to, and uh, it, it is right there, right across from it's the fire hall. It's got a ton open. of stuff. Well, we're gonna be there. We're gonna show you what a good small town show is about, and uh, talk about it, and interview some of the people. I know Jeff Grove from Carolina Craftsman Kids will be there. I think he's giving a clinic as well. Yep. Um. So you know, it's it's gonna be really neat to go check it out. We're gonna give you some interviews and things, kind of like some of the things we did at the expo. But this right. is back in basically in our backyard. So um, this will be a lot of fun. Yes. But uh, yep, yep. Cool. So that's it. All right. Well, that's all I got, pal. We are gonna call it quits. That's all. Uh... You know, I got. I got a billboard to build. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I got a billboard to build. So all you train freaks out there, model fine, model fine skill craftsman kit freaks. I don't know. I'm wound up. I'm excited because I got to build my billboard. Holy cow! But, uh... All right. Well, calm down. A little. <laughs> Getting a little too wild here. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's late. I, I have uh... a beard in them. I know. Yeah. You did? No. Oh, wow. He's fooled no. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, Anyhow. Hey, well, uh, as always, um, you can contact us a million different ways. You can email us at podcast at hfscalecustoms.com. You can always leave us a nice, fine review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app to tell them uh, that we are your favorite model railroading podcast. And we don't want to forget, we have our show phone number that you can call anytime any place leave a voicemail for the show and we will play it back live while on our recording so you can call 717-601-2348 
Again, that's area code 717-601-2348 and leave a voicemail. This is our listener voicemail of the week. Wiley's Pizza, can I get an extra large meat to go? Uh, Lynn here from California. Uh, just want to tell you what a great job you're doing. Really loved uh, Todd's uh, sidewalk and how it came out. Uh, would like to see in the future, though, maybe a wooden sidewalk, planks, that type of thing. Anyways, just want to say uh, you guys are doing great. Looking forward to the new uh, program coming out and for the build. I've started collecting all kinds of goodies for Pop's store, and uh, we'll try to make it my own, but follow you guys and uh, all your good advice. Have a good day. Stay warm. Take care. Bye. We will. So we got a special guest coming in a couple weeks, and his specialty is painting um, metal die-cast parts or the, uh, the cast parts. Okay. Cast pieces, and um, we are going to have that person on as our guest. You think you're going to really love his stuff? That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry about that. Um, nope, that's we'll, okay. We'll reveal his name in another week or so. All right. But yeah, in a couple weeks he'll be on. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. Um, we're going to call it a wrap for the night. So that's it. You know where to find us. Have an awesome weekend. Peace out.